um, a slushy, an Irish coffee slushy. Uh, and a what? Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Dave with Saturday Omaha, and I am sitting here in the palatial KIOS uh, studios at the moment uh, with Katie and Noah Mock, correct? Mm -hmm. uh, getting sure. names correctly? Excellent. Good. Um, and this is going to be a great conversation for a billion different reasons. But first of all, Katie and Noah, how are you guys doing? I think we're doing good. Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you for having us. Excellent. Yes. Excellent. We love Saturday. <laughs> this yes. is good. And, and uh, we – so I – was was blessed uh, during the the heavy heavy pandemic. Fizzy's was doing takeout uh, curbside actually mm -hmm. at that time, and that was actually my first uh, encounter with Fizzy's. Was to give you guys a call, park you guys, walked it out, and I don't live too far. I live over in the South Omaha type area, and. Uh, was introduced to not only that delicious double patty burger, uh, my uh, wife actually really, uh, you guys had a pork tenderloin, I believe, uh, on special mm -hmm. at that time. And I love that burger. It is, it is such a delicious burger. <laughs> it is really, really good. And then, um, well, shoot, months later after that, then uh, me and the boys from, from Saturday came down and did a full dinner at Fizzy's and got to encounter the inside in a, a favorite family spot, the where the Bohemian Cafe was, and uh, walked in and was pleasantly greeted by some decorations that you retained from Bohemian Cafe. And then was kind of sent back in time yet forward in time all at the same time <laughs> in fizzies uh, because of the decor. It's 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 retro yet current. Um, I think if I remember correctly, when I had walked in, I don't remember if it was to pick up an order or, or that evening, but I think Bob Marley was playing on the jukebox. You know, so funky, fresh vibe happening, and we had an absolutely wonderful meal. So... But, it's good to hear. Oh, oh, you guys are awesome. Thank you. <laughs> I have to I have to bring up one more thing about the Fizzies episode first because it was really cool and I just wanted to make sure you guys knew about it. But uh but first of all, um and more importantly, what's happening at Fizzies these days? What's what's going on and what's keeping you guys busy down there? Um we're in the middle of doing uh, a lot of kind of cocktail pop-ups right now. Yeah. Um getting that started, uh, we're kind of going to do that probably once a month. Um, but we're always trying to figure out ways to, you know, reinvent diner food, which is kind of what yeah. we do. Um, we are a little bit more of a bar, we feel. We just have such an extensive cocktail menu, but, you know, food is a very big passion of ours. Yeah. Um, so uh, we're running monthly specials now. Uh, we're kind of switching stuff up and just having a lot of fun with it. Our, our kitchen manager right now, David Megan, is doing a great job. Awesome. Um, and so we just kind of bounce ideas off each other and uh, – you know, kind of switch it up. We're putting a BLT on soon. Ooh, hello. With uh, heirloom tomatoes because it's Ooh. almost in season. Yeah. So always finding new stuff that's fresh and ready and available to kind of switch it up. We try to, we like to switch the menu a lot. That's As awesome. As a lot of people mm -hmm. probably have noticed, but, um, <laughs> you know, still trying to feel our footing, like what people want. And, you know, it's a new neighborhood and there's so much going on um, down there now um, yeah. that uh, we're just trying to stay relevant and have a good time with it. 
Well, I, I mean the the execution on on the dishes that I've had everything to the cool. uh, the loaded fries with the egg on top. That's just uh, oh the uh, the cheese gravy fries. Oh yeah. my yeah. gosh, that is a hunger destroying yeah. dish. <laughs> yeah. um, and you mentioned the cocktails, which are really fun. So I, they're you, you know you say you say bar, and and I give it that. But there's there's a certain amount of I don't know, uh, expertise, chefiness, um, um, fun yet not pretentious design that goes into those cocktails like the smoking monkey, right. um, you know. <laughs> no, for sure. Right. And, and there was my our, our meal there was so funny because we, we had one cocktail. There was a, a bobble on, on our part because we had when we when we do Saturday, we order a lot of food and there were multiple orders of gravy fries and burgers and sure. I think Sam uh, ordered two burgers when we I anyway and so we had like and we usually keep menus because sometimes we'll order extra stuff mm -hmm. and so one of the cocktails was coming to the table and and something happened and like it tripped on a menu and and this cocktail just kind of slid across and and it was it was glorious. Um, but uh, <laughs> we we totally had an awesome evening. And then we ended up recording uh, that episode. And there was a debate on whether the uh, red sauce, I think, on the gravy fries was a house made ketchup or a salsa or something along those lines. Oh, it was a house made hot sauce. Yes. Yeah, yes. Vinegar based with uh, a lot of peppers. Yes. Added peppers. Yeah. So while we were recording, we actually called in uh, two fizzies as we're recording this right. thing. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't remember the gentleman's name. I'd have to go back and listen Johnny. to the show. Maybe, maybe that. Yeah, yeah. It, was it was Johnny. I think it's Johnny. Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, your, your staff is always so super helpful. And I'm like, hey, we're having this debate on what this sauce is. And, you know, what is that? And and so that was kind of cool. So, so you guys. You, I do remember that now. I remember him telling me about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I, I do Johnny, remember you know. that story. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's just so much fun to be had there. I mean, I mean, the cocktails are fun. The food is fun. Uh, the ordering system with the phones at the table is super fun. And uh, I I hadn't experienced that since, like, old school, like, bakers before it was Kroger Bakers right. and used to order at the table. And uh, Brady Hess, um, uh, local bartender and now barbecue yeah, uh, master at sure. – uh, at site one, yeah, actually, I think had mentioned you guys. Hi, Brady. <laughs> he actually interviewed me on KOS during the pandemic. Ah, yeah, so very nice on the Behind the Menu I'll, show. Yes, yes. Perfect. Yeah. So, yeah, he had mentioned that I think you guys uh, traveled down or, or somebody from your group had traveled down uh, to his neck of the woods in, in McCook to uh, get an eyeball at uh, how they do their their ordering system down there. So Yeah, um, they were the nicest people ever. Um, they kind of took us in and showed us. They let us go behind the counter and let us play with the system. Yeah. And uh, we figured out, you know, I was a little skeptical at first. It was Katie's idea, by the way. He thought um, I was crazy. Katie, you're not crazy. And, it's awesome. <laughs> and, her, and, you know, I remember being at like A&W's when I was a kid and, and remembering calling in orders and stuff. I thought that was the coolest thing. Yeah. And it, it definitely, um, it's very, you know, quirky and it, very nostalgic, I guess, for a lot of people, especially people our parents' age. Yeah. And we kind of uh, just, you know, she obviously talked me into it. And uh, she's Thank you. that. Thank you. That was the first time I really realized, like, oh, this might work. We might be able to figure this out. And it was, it was a little tricky considering I think we were probably the only bar in the country that does something like that. Or, yeah. like, or I mean, more of like, a, you know, that focus of style. Yeah. Again, like I like to say, I don't care what you call us as long as you come in. That's fair. You call us a restaurant, you call us a bar, whatever you want. Um, but when we went there, 
I don't know how to explain it, but we're like, I think we can pull this off. We had to buy a couple more switchboards. They yeah. kind of had that old school drive-in set up where they just have, you know, one person behind a desk and she's just plugging away numbers and she's oh wow you know, kind of like that was that was her only job yes yeah it was a food operator really hello and then you know they had a it was a quite a quite a place i mean their their line was i mean i think they had about four at least six or seven cooks at one time wow. i mean it's and you know a lot of cars pulling up and i think uh you know over in the course of time, just hanging out there, we were like, okay, how can we translate this into a bar? Yeah. And where do we put the switchboards? And so, like, we have to have the bartenders answering the phone. So that was kind of a really fun, creative challenge to kind of figure that out, for sure. Yeah, and that's that's Max Driving, right, is mm-hmm. the... Max Driving, yeah. Max Driving, And they're okay. the ones that put us in touch with the company... Yes. That yes. does the phone. Oh. And it is, those phones are basically like a walkie-talkie system. Okay. And they're super dated, super analog. Yeah. They didn't even have any on hand. <laughs> when wow. Called. Yeah, because yeah, they said, we don't even bake these. We just, like, basically repair them for places like Max. Yeah. And McCook's, McCook and stuff. So they had to, like, totally and build them yeah, for us. What's Whoa. kind of yeah. funny about this company is that, well, they're in Oklahoma City. Okay. They distribute like sonic drive-in stuff oh okay and so like the more high-tech like drive-through drive-through that's like kind of their whole yeah. thing and they hadn't you know they pretty much gave up making these systems because you know no right orders of any word stuff for crazy people like us right because everybody everybody wants like right. alexa bring me a cheeseburger yes. and you're <laughs> right. all like no nah, i just want to pick up the phone and connect to the bartender right right we kind of thought like oh, we have to figure this out because we figured it'd be like a really niche and also kind of yeah a, you know a conversation starter for the place for you sure know, come in and it's very you know to the time that was very common back in the 50s and you right. know, 60s it was uh a lot of places, a lot of fast food places had those, or diners. And- that's that's awesome. Well, and, and and you answered my question before I even asked it was, I was wondering how you even obtained one of those systems. So that's that's very cool. That's, how did the bartenders, how did they adapt to that? Because that's a little a good question. different. Some of them hated it. Yeah. <laughs> I was wondering. I'm like, because that personal right. connection is different too. And Jeez. hospitality right. and service mm-hmm. industry, that's that's a you know big connection point there. So Yeah, and we you know, we own Night Owl and so Night Owl is always order at the bar. So yeah. I kind of the way we structured it was, you know, it's kind of like working at Night Owl and you're still dealing with people in a line, you're just answering the phone. Yeah. And so if you look at it in that way, it's it's a lot easier. Yeah. You know, like, because you, you don't, you know, people are still sitting down. They're not trying to yell and yell their order toward you in a line, which, you know, can sure. be a little, you know, it can be a pain sometimes, especially on a busy Friday or Saturday night. Yeah, um, Night so, Owl gets packed, too, having yeah, been in there. There's a few people definitely. there. Yeah, yeah, it's like bartending boot camp. Yep. <laughs> really, uh, Welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that, you know, Fizzy's has this way more chill element to it. And so yeah. we, we were able to talk to our employees and. People that want to have, you know, a little bit more, like, make cocktails and more of an experience. And not saying that Night Owl isn't at all, but Night Owl is a lot more DIY and, you know, a little bit more divey. And and so this is kind of something we thought would be kind of a, the next, a nice, like, cocktail step up and food step up for, yeah. you know, being able to kind of have more of experience. That's cool. Well, yeah. it, you know, and the nice part is, too, if, if the bartender does want to see what's going on at the tables and see some smiles on faces, there's still a pretty direct-ish oh, sure. line of You're sight. You're not far you know? away. Totally. Right, right. Yeah, right. Can, yes. yes. It's, just, it's more of a novelty, I think. But, it's cool. you know, once they got used to it, I think, you know, we haven't had any really, I mean, you know, everybody seems to yeah. not mind it at all. Yeah. So. 
thing. We were worried about that. Yeah, we were concerned. <laughs> we were concerned because it's like a walkie-talkie, you know, so they had to get used to, like, holding it down, right? right. They have to hold yeah. it, like, oh, hold down. Oh, right, 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 because you yeah. got the little button there. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's a phone, but yeah. it works like a walkie-talkie. So I think the adjustment to that, but, you know, they may not always have the face-to-face with the ordering, but they still can show their personality on the phone. Oh, yeah. And, like, customers, I think, kind of like to joke around and... Um, yeah, we had the option to call from table to table. Oh, because you used to be able to do that in the 50s. You would see a group of people you might know or you just want to mess with, you would call their phone. And yeah. You do that. We decided not to do that. <laughs> that. That should be like like one night a month or something. Like, we're going to flip the switch. Okay. Yeah, right. I, think, I think those were, I think there, there were capabilities to do that, but we're like, oh, I don't know. That could either go yeah, really, could, really bad or really, yeah, people yeah. could really love it, but it could go really, right, really bad. Right, 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 right. I could see that. I could yeah. see that. Like, I, how, how many of the like, um, like, do, 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 like, you're like, are you going to finish those? Yeah. <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> oh, for sure. Right. Oh my goodness. Well, how how did you both get started in the in the restaurant business in general? I mean, what what's where does the genesis come sure. from? Sure. Um, so my mom, I'm from uh, Tacoma Blair area. Oh yeah. Okay. And so and my mom owned a place called Cafe on Main in the '80s when I was in my I was I think I was about maybe six seven years old. Yeah. Um, until I was around ten. So. Or nine or ten, and so I kind of grew up in a restaurant yeah. a lot, um, and it was a great restaurant, by the way, I should say. So my mom doesn't kill me because it was. <laughs> uh, it was. But uh, you know, I kind of learned. You know, everybody says this, but that that romantic, you know, feeling about working in a restaurant, and so I would help bus tables and stuff when I was a kid, and and then so when I got into college or into high school, I started working, you know, at a pizza place, and I was like, wow, I really like this. This is you know fun. So I I was. Basically, I've been in the industry basically since I was 15. So, oh wow, over jeez, uh, how old am I? Uh, it's 25 years. <laughs> nice, yeah, nice. Did the math, 26 years. <laughs> uh, and so I, you know, all through college I worked, and then you know, and I was a chef first, and I kind of learned everything in the kitchen. I worked my way up from you know dishwasher all the way through. Yeah, and uh, worked in a lot of kitchens, um, managing kitchens, you name it. Worked or you know moved around the country and. And then Katie, you know, put up with me. <laughs> <laughs> and makes good suggestions as yes. documented. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes. And, and also, you know, she's came into her own also in this business. This is doing awesome stuff, like, yeah. especially like the last two or three years. Yeah. It was intimidating because I did not grow up in the service industry like Noah did. Oh, right on. You know, I did not. I bartended one summer after college. and I, There's some funny stories there. Yeah, I didn't really love it. Um, so it's kind of interesting what I'm doing now um, in this industry. But uh, it was kind of new for me because I didn't have that experience. Yeah. But my career background was in nonprofit development. Oh, cool. Okay. So I still have that essential, like, you know, principles of good customer service. Yeah. And, and I certainly could apply them to what I'm doing now. Well, now she's so great. I mean, now she's well. better than I am at this job. So I must say. You're the you're the veteran. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's great is, and it's, it's uh, this is one of those times where uh, audio doesn't relay the full story here. So uh, uh, Katie and Noah here, the, the, the smiles and the, the light in both of their <laughs> eyes as they compare these stories and things like that. It's very, very cool. So... Um, but uh, yeah, so definitely some smiles there. So you get you guys have, you know, really grown grown together. Then and then was Night Owl your very first restaurant venture, or did you start things before that? Or that was our yeah, that was our very first our actual yeah. um, like it's our money, it's real time. Yeah, yes, that's um, I helped open up a lot of places before that, but that was our first project. Yeah, 
That's awesome. And I, that was in 2014. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. And still still going strong and has yeah. weathered oh, yeah. the pandemic and kind of an yes. anchor of the Blackstone area, too. Well, it was very nice to say that. Yeah, we, yeah. you know, it's been quite crazy to watch that neighborhood grow. Like oh, my gosh. Yeah. And it's, we've, you know, we were on the ground floor of that. And it's, it's very cool. We're, yeah. We love the neighborhood. And, and Little Bohemia is kind of doing the same thing yeah. over there. Yeah. So. yeah. With the opening of the Admiral. Uh, yeah, which is huge, and uh, right the reboot of the Soul. Yeah. yeah, and which was uh, really cool to see so many people in the neighborhood hanging out. And I think it's going to be a great place, you know, to go get a drink before and after the show. You know, Beercade and Tiny House and us and yeah. Little Bohemia Beer Hall and. And we have uh, muchachos coming in now. Yeah, yeah. they just Which announced they're going to come in there. Exciting. We're yeah, really they seem like it's great people. And they own Control Coffee right down. Um, yes, on 10th they Street. do. And if you haven't had a cereal milk latte yet, you might want to try one. Right. They're delicious. Wow. <laughs> and I haven't even been yet. I got to get. I got to get my act together. Get it's there, but it's super fun. It's it's a it's, lot of my employees said it's amazing. Yeah, it's it, really fun. Such a cool concept. So yeah, yeah. And then you got uh, archetype right there for and archetype too, of course. And, yeah, and, can't forget that. Yeah. So Isaiah and I have talked about 13th Street forever, and then he took the plunge, and then I was like, okay, I'm coming. I'm That's gonna, we're going to do it. So, so we cool. we wanted to talk. We've been talking about it for well, I guess now seven years probably. I can't even there. remember. We just follow Archetype Coffee around because yeah. they were in Blackstone. I mean, that's okay. <laughs> that's not a bad thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I say it's a good guy to follow around. That's uh, not a bad thing. Well, one thing that I, I've always kind of been interested in, too, because, you know, you said that Night Owl is kind of your first project, your money on the line, that type of sure. thing, is the intestinal fortitude one has to have to make that leap and say, I'm not working in somebody else's kitchen. I, I'm not like, I'm going to do this. And quite often it takes a lot of your savings or, you know, help from friends or those type of things. Sure. And, um, you know, there's, I, at least for me, I would think there's a lot of uh, fear and trepidation to to overcome. Thankfully, you know, no, you, you grew up in the restaurant industry, so you kind of had from dishwasher to, you know, to chef to everything else in between. So you had some experience on your side. Um, if you can recall back to 2014 or, or thereabouts, what, what kind of made that push that just you went, all right, we're going for it. Like, let's do this thing. Yeah, I think I... I had tried to get out of the service industry, and I loved it too much. So I said, "I'm going to try this. We're going to try this, and if it doesn't work, then I'll, you know, go back to school or whatever." Yeah, and that was kind of the push for me personally. But you know, we were living in Austin, Texas, and we had talked about you know doing our own place. I, a lot of people talk about it, and it's a very crazy concept to think about. Yeah, and I think a lot of times, you know. You just have to put everything you possibly, everything you have into it. Mm-hmm. You, have, mm-hmm. you, you just have to set your set your goal, and you have to write a good business plan. I mean, all those little small things that kind of make up for what, you know, when you get into times where you're like, what am I doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is crazy. <laughs> which, you know, which happens. Um, and so, you know, with the help of Katie and over the years, we you just you just line up problems, and then just one by one, you just have to kind of work your way through them. Mm-hmm. Um, and but you're you know, willing to work your way through them if you're that dedicated to doing what you want to do. Yeah, you know there were lots of hurdles. We were young parents. Oh man, all with, the same time. Yeah, like we had our son a year before we opened. Oh my. And when we first started looking at Blackstone, I was like nine months pregnant. Oh man. When we were looking at space and like figuring out what we were going to do, and so 
you know, outside perspective, somebody might say, what are you doing? Sure. <laughs> this doesn't seem well, like we good of, timing. We have a lot of people say that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. But we're which like. Is, you know, which makes sense. You know, it was a it was a new neighborhood. There wasn't a lot going on. You know, I right. mean, it was very, right. it was almost all boarded up. Yeah, because no, no cone flower then. No. no yeah. And my favorite bar of Brothers was down the street. Oh, yeah. And so yeah. I used to hang out at Brothers a lot. And we were like, man, you know. We, I've always loved Midtown. It's always been my favorite part of Omaha. Yeah. And so that's, you know, we just went for it. Not expecting, you know, what to happen to happen. But uh, we, you know, got with, um, you know, Matt and Jay from Green Slate. And this is very early. And they kind of talked us into that space. Which, yeah. like, because we were originally going to go into the old archetype space. Oh, okay. Yeah, and, um, like that which was Sullivan's Bar before that. Okay, okay. And they're like, well, hey, check this out down here. And then, we, you know, it was that corner with the patio. And we were just like, okay, let's do it. Yeah. Let's push forward. No, there was nothing. There was, there was no, no, no there, uh, Yeah, there was, was a just, parking lot. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> wait, but we, it was a corner space, which yeah. is, you know, very big in this industry, I think. Sure. Um, and we did not want new construction. We're like, we want, like, dive bar that's been around yeah. for a long time. Or something really small. Yeah. yeah. So really we kind of took a leap, you know. And, um, uh, uh we saw the plans and we're like, well, yeah, maybe, yeah, this could be good. This could work. And because they, we looked at uh, what came out to be archetype and uh-huh. it was already given, like Isaiah was going to take it over. And I remember Matt and Jay was like, yeah, this guy's really into coffee and he's going to go in here. And I think at that time, so it was just archetype and moolah. And Sullivan's moved across the street. And Script Town had just opened, I think, and like a Scriptown month before. And Script Town opened up oh, about yeah. a month before, before us. And yeah. I think that was kind of. It down there yeah, at that, that was, time, yeah. right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Places, so, yeah. yeah, it was nothing like it is now, and it's been so much fun to see it progress and oh, yeah. grow, and so many businesses and great local business owners that we get to be neighbors with. Yeah. Yeah, it's such a solid corridor with all sorts of cool stuff, yeah. you know, down there from, you know, Noli's at the at the end of the strip there with pizza and, you know, you guys there and, and you got cheeseburgers in there and there's all sorts of good, good spots. Yeah, pretty much anything around you there, could so. possibly. Yeah. 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 And it's all sure. local. Right. Yeah. So there's no, you know, that's what we loved about the idea of Blackstone um, when we were looking into opening a business there is that, you know, there's not going to be a Chipotle down the street or, you right. know, it's not going to be chains. It's all local. It's all Omaha. Yeah. And because we didn't want to be a part of anything that, like, you could be anywhere USA. Right. That was a new thing for Omaha at that time. There wasn't a lot, you know. For sure. Outside of Dundee and Old Market, you know, that was a, it was kind of a new concept for a neighborhood. Yeah. All local businesses that, you know, mm-hmm. was a little bit more concentrated on local and yeah, and between yeah, well, you know, uh, Blackstone and you, you know, you guys adding to Little Bohemia down there, and mm-hmm. then uh, Field Club is kind of you know, Bull Moose just opened up, yeah. and uh, Vis Majors over there, and so you've kind of got, you know, these cool pockets. And what's kind of uh, funny is um, thinking about you know, kind of where I live in the South Omaha type area, where there's these bars in the middle of a neighborhood somewhere. It's like house, 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 bar, house, 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 house. Right. You know, and you you don't see that. I mean, shoot, west of. 42nd, it, that's kind of done. Right. But um, where the the neighborhoods with Little Bohemia and Blackstone are sort of have that vibe, but even a bit, little bit better extension. So it's like if you want to go to a bar or you want to go to a sit down dinner or whatever, there's all this different variety there, but it still has that that small feel. Mm-hmm. And, and like you said, Katie, it's everything distilled there is is local and fun and interesting. And there isn't a door that you're going to walk into 
anywhere in any of those neighborhoods where it's like, oh, this place is boring. No, they're right. all interesting in their own way, right. you know, right. and, and really cool there. So yeah. that's awesome. I it love reminds it. us a lot of when we lived in, we used to live in Portland, Oregon. Oh, cool. The neighborhoods there are very like, like you're describing, like little pockets of yeah. the local bar kind of nestled in where houses are and a few businesses and stuff. And it that walkability. Yeah. It's oh, yeah. really nice for people in these neighborhoods. For sure. For sure. Absolutely. Well, and then um, and kind of how this uh, conversation got started was, Katie, I bumped into you at, at Burger Battle yes. in Exarvin. And uh, I, I must confess that uh, I may have voted for one of the Fizzy's Burgers oh. uh, <laughs> uh, there. And um, yeah, so so we had a we had a quick but fun conversation. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, hey, do you guys want to be on the show sometime? So how did how did. Fizzy's getting into to burger battle. Like, how did that happen? And and it looked like you guys were having fun down there. So it was a really fun time, and I really hope that event takes place next year. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of people. Yeah, how we entered it was our kitchen manager uh-huh. heard about it and wanted to get signed up and participate. We're like, sure, let's do it. We think we have a really good burger. You, you know, do. let's see what everybody else thinks. And um, it was a lot of fun. A That's lot of cool. people. We got to meet a lot of current customers. Obviously, came and saw us, but yeah. um, got to meet a lot of people that hadn't been down a little Bohemia that hadn't been to Fizzy's yet. Yeah. So the exposure was really, really good. Very positive. So it was really nice. Yeah. That's cool. Well, and it was kind of a neat format too because now the the burger that is actually located at Fizzy's. Well, you have the small version, right? And then you have the the real burger, the double patty, just. My gosh, that thing's good. Um, you know, double smash patty, et cetera. But I, what I kind of liked about Burger Battle was everybody did small sliders, which was good because I think I ate six or seven different burgers. If they had been full size as much right. as I can eat, right. <laughs> I would have just been destroyed. But um, I, I thought the format was neat because mm-hmm. you could have those small things. Although you guys, you made a tiny version of the double patty burger on there, which was cool. So even then, you still snuck in a, <laughs> a second one there. So. Um, but that, that was very, very cool. Hey, it's Dave here. We got to run to some messages on our Saturday episode with Katie and Noah Mock with Fizzy's Fountain and Liquors. So hang on to your fork. Stay right where you are. And Saturday Omaha will be right back. Stay hungry. Hey, it's break time here on the podcast. When you get a second, leave us a happy, positive review if you're so inclined on Facebook, Google, or Apple. And also check out our Saturday friends at FatterdayOmaha.com, as well as some of the other things we do. And with that, let's head back with Katie and Noah Mock of Fizzies and Night Owl. We'll circle back a little bit, too, on... to Fizzies and, and anything happening at Night Owl. But, uh, of course, I need to ask you, when you're not working crazy hours at both of the places that you guys own, because, uh, first of all, you're taking some of your time off down here to talk with me. But uh, where, where do you guys like to go and eat in Omaha? What are some favorite spots and, and what might people get there, of course, when they're not going to Fizzy's or to Night Owl? <laughs> sure. Um, We've been going to Lolo's a lot. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, it's kind of became our go-to spot. Yeah, yeah. Um, the food's just there's there's kind of a hearkening back to simplicity in food now, mm-hmm. and which I, we we love, and just you know, fret, just let the ingredients talk and not, you know, that's kind of how we molded our burger at Fizzy's was just you know the simplicity. I kind of think kind of separated us a little bit. Yeah, um, but Lolo's is just it's great. It's fresh. It's clean. And yeah. it's just like really well done and. 
we we just love that right now. Yeah. Um, so we go and have a couple glasses of wine, and it's really nice in there. And also, we get to hang out with you know, and watch a movie at film streams or stuff like that. It's kind of cool that you that you mentioned Lola's. So uh, we just did a, an article with Omaha Magazine on uh, Karina Figueroa, who's the head chef there sure. at Lola's, and uh, her story is is really fun. And she actually had no prior like restaurant industry experience to going in there and putting this together and uh it's such a fun place the focaccia there and stuff is, is oh the bread yeah yeah, yeah we yeah. eat so much bread yeah. when we go in there it's a good place <laughs> yeah. it's a good place for sure yeah yeah do you guys have a favorite sandwich or you know it's a glass of wine and stuff do you have a, anything on the menu that uh is, is a go-to or um, there's just... a they've had a chicken dish that was been there for a while yeah, it's like a that... it's um really tasty um Awesome. And then the soup, we always get the soup. Yeah. Uh, with bread, of course. Of course. Dip. Uh, and we always get, you, we get salads every once in a while. What else do we get? I always those? really like the soup. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there was one night in the, that we were in there and it was really, really cold. Yeah. And they had a really good vegan soup and that bread and some red wine. And, Ooh. Oh, that like, sounds great. I mean, just looking outside, you know, seeing how cold it was. And I think it was about to start snowing and it was just like, the perfect dish it for was, that evening. It was the perfect dish for that evening, and that was, I think, maybe the second time we'd been in there, and it really, like, we're like, yeah, this is this is our go-to. That's cool. Yeah. That's cool. I haven't had the soup there yet, so now I'm going to have it's to try good. it. Yes, so. with the bread. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's such a fun little vibe in there with the, you know, film streams being right there, like mm-hmm. you said, and, uh, you know, they've kind of got plants in between the different areas so you 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 still get the experience of eating with others but yet you sort of have your own little pocket sure. in there. Yes. it's just kind of a cool it's deal very comfortable yeah mm-hmm. yeah for sure yeah yeah where else um we go uh yoshitama of course um that's one of our favorites oh yeah and we haven't been there so we have two kids so our times our time out is few and far between these days i and understand so completely. When we go out we go out you know yeah. yeah and so we always support boiler room um you know, always, we know a lot of the staff there. And, yeah. um, you know, what's, what's great about Omaha is it's such a small community. So everywhere you go, you get to run into people you haven't seen in a long time and catch up. Because it's just, you know, a lot of people aren't going out as much as they used to these days. Sure. It mm-hmm. seems like. So um, where else do we go? We go. Noah loves Momos. Oh, yes. The Momos. Oh, yeah. He's and you got that right across the yeah. right across yeah. from Night Owl I, there on the down the way there. I think there was a stretch of time where Noah and a lot of the Night Owl staff were. Yeah. I would go down and get really like ten addicted. orders, and I would eat like eight of the orders and yes. leave the other two. Yeah, I mean everybody was. It was dangerous having having that so close. Dumplings, especially like I had never had uh, Nepalese dumplings before. Yeah. So, and I'd, I've had a lot of Chinese dumplings. I've had a lot of that. You know, we we have a lot of Asian influence in our bar in Night Owl. Yeah, a lot of Korean food and stuff, and uh, but those just blew my mind. The first time I had the pork ones with that hot sauce. Yeah, was, uh, I mean it's just such a comfort, fun food. You can eat it, you know, anywhere, anytime. And Segar uh, is just like the nicest dude ever. So for always, sure, like, always love running into him. And yeah, so that's that's up there. Thank you for remembering that. Yeah, I, how could I forget? Every time I'm walking a night out there, but we would use those to recharge our Lola's. staff on a really busy night. You know, I'd go down and get a bunch, and then I'd just feed, force feed them to everybody, and, and yeah, they're they like the perf. And you, yeah, yeah, and in a single momo, no, it's you've no, got to eat multiple momo. No, it's my crypt, it's my kryptonite. I can't. <laughs> so good. Yes. I, I, I love them all. I've got to say though, I love their fried ones. 
I and I haven't had those yet. I just always get the steamed. Nothing yeah. wrong with either one. Just right. they're so good. The texture on that that dumpling wrapper and they're they're a decent size, but um, you know you can still eat just a pile of them. And then all those different sauces they have oh, and things like that. Yeah. So good, so good. And then also a huge favorite is Canara. Oh yeah, uh, yeah Kim and Ashish down yes, there. Yeah, yeah. That's a, they had a salmon dish we had, but we always get. I mean everything we have there and. Um, Ashish is a great guy. Like, oh, yeah. So we, we kind of go way back a little bit. He was in Blackstone for a while. He was cooking across the street. Oh. Before um, I didn't he know opened that, that with, his, with before he opened Canara with his wife. Okay. At that little Indian place across the street. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, man, every time we go out there, it's just it's great. I love how he puts a little twist on it. Like, he does, like, masala fries and, you know. Oh, yeah. Those like are that. so good. And uh, we had a... It was a, a traditional salmon dish, and I can't remember what it was called, but it was insanely good. Yeah, because he's, he's from the, the Kerala region of India. Right, and I think they have right. a lot more seafood and actually yes. a lot more beef than other areas of right, India as right. well. So, But just rich flavors and just, yeah. you know, really, really good stuff. My favorite, by far, my favorite Indian food in Omaha. So good. Yeah. So good. And th- those two really do care, and they, they do put they really together yes. such a good dish. Yeah. Yes. You know, actually, the, we had the burger battle thing. Now now I want, like, the the gravy fries at Fizzy's to compete with the masala fries. Yeah. <laughs> we took off the gravy fries, but we'll probably oh, bring no. it back. Okay. We'll probably bring it back in fall. Okay. They're yeah. a little heavy for summer. That yeah, is, so. yeah, when it's, because it's, you know, when I checked the uh, the temperature on the car before we before we came in here, uh, I think it said 97. That might yeah. be a little hot yeah. for some hot fries <laughs> with hot gravy and... Uh, or maybe not. But anyway, um, so, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. That definitely is a good fall comfort food dish. Definitely. So, yeah. And I'm trying to just think of just like other places like for comfort food. Like we, Bar Food Barrett's is great. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we, uh, the, the, the hot beef and cheddar. Nice. In there that's, and they get it with jalapenos. And it's like the best, the, like the best hangover ever. I, I do dig their fillies. They're a little yeah, bit different. You right, know, they put right. a little bit of, uh, I think they put a little bit of like soy sauce or Worcestershire in there or something. Yeah, that's just a little bit yeah. a little bit different mix. But what's the what's the hot beef and just beef yeah, cheddar and grilled? Beef, yeah, beef and cheddar like a, a shaved steak. Oh, nice. And then they coat it. They have a secret. I'm not going to say it. That's that's fair. That's fair. You don't have to let the secrets. <laughs> but it, like it. the cheese coats the meat. And then, and then so like with onions and pepper, or I think, I think they have peppers on it. I don't know. Yeah. I can barely see usually when I'm eating it, but uh, <laughs> it's it's uh, it's one of my favorite like guilty pleasures, you know, in town. That's fantastic. Um, yeah, well, and also, you know, if there's any other places even outside of Omaha that uh, you guys traverse or or from Portland oh, or anything like that, if oh, people listening yeah. are traveling, uh, where, yeah, maybe where should they go there? Oh my gosh, I don't even know where to start. Well, <laughs> in Portland, I really miss. We had a favorite pizza place. Oh, cool. A pizza shoals. Oh, and it was so good. Uh huh. And I still think about that pizza to this day. And, you know, when our parents would come out to visit us in Portland, we would take them there. And it's still their favorite pizza. That's awesome. Um, It was just always so good. Like a good, like when you bit into it and you got down to the crust, there'd be this like little squish of olive oil. And it wasn't like too much like, oh, this is greasy with too much oil. I mean, it was just the perfect uh, bite. Everything, every bite was the perfect bite. That's awesome. Yeah. When they first opened back, that was a long time ago. It was a really long time Um, ago. But they're still there. They're still going strong, I think, obviously. But um, they wouldn't allow takeout pizza. Oh, they were so, oh, because the were, pizza degrades in the takeout. Yes, they, were they, so, they were so the purist, which I always thought was crazy. 
that you could open a pizza place and not offer a, a takeout pizza. Because well, that's one of the most common right, takeout right, foods right. ever. And right. so people would just line up outside and wait. But I completely but that's understand Marla, it. No, that's a very different, that's very different than here. But I completely uh, understand it now. Yeah. Now I, you get it. Now that we're in that, yes. You, sure. You, you want it to be fresh and like... Well, it's like, you know, I know we were just talking about the gravy fries yet again, but I mean, that's a dish too that, you know, you might want to try that one the first time in the restaurant, you know, and I was just thinking about this because, you know, we've done plenty of episodes on pizza places and that's one of the recommendations I usually give is the very first time you go to a pizza place, eat in. Just because then if you get the takeout right, and it's a little different, right. you'll yes. understand, okay, that was travel right. time. I wonder if they could do something like they give you like a membership card. It's got one punch on it. And it's like the first time you eat, you have to eat in, right. punch your card, <laughs> and then you can come back and like, I have the takeout card now. Yes, no kidding. <laughs> I, totally, I totally get it now. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Where else? Um, I was just there last year, and it, it was kind of crazy because a lot of things were shut down. But sure. it was uh, like I think right when I was there, they re-implemented mass. But a lot of the places I could go to, I went to Canard, um, which is owned uh, by the same owner as Le Pigeon there, which Ooh, is wow. a very famous, like, well, not famous, a very well-known Portland restaurant. Yeah. Um, Gabriel Rucker is the chef's name. And um, it was insanely delicious. Um, yeah. Had a burger there. Actually, they, he does, like, little steam White Castle burgers. Oh, cool. I don't know what twist he puts on them that it's insanely good. Um and where else? We used to, I mean, where we used to go in Portland? Tur- oh, in Portland. Oh, in New Orleans. Yeah, we were just in New Orleans. Oh, cool. We always go to Turkey and the Wolf there, which is uh, a really, like, nostalgic, fun, playful lunch place. Yeah. They serve, um, like, these crazy big sandwiches um, on McDonald's plates. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> but he's, um, what's his name? Mason Hedford. He's becoming very uh, popular right now. He put out a cookbook, and he's on the Today Show and stuff. It's oh, crazy. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's he got I think they got voted uh, best restaurant in food and wine in 2018 or something like that. Oh, how cool! And it was a it's a sandwich it's a it's a lunch sandwich place, which is kind of wow, unheard of. yeah. Um, and it's it's just really fun and playful. We we really really enjoyed how he was able to kind of channel his childhood. He was a fine dining chef. Yeah, and he's like I'm just going to make sandwiches, and then he kind of <laughs> d- developed this. He has an heirloom tomato sandwich there that's like the best sandwich I've ever had. Wow. Yeah, and I think he. He has a lot of experience with Lebanese cooking, so he puts like these, like he marinates a lot with yogurt, I think, and he uses a lot of yogurt and sauce. Yeah. Which is kind of, you know, it's really hard to find that um, with what, and then he, he does like head cheese tacos and he, like his wedge salad is, is like no other, you know, no other wedge salad you've ever had. <laughs> Just really creative stuff. And um, the interior is very quirky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is something we appreciate. You bet. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and where else did we go? In New- we went We went to a place called Jewel of the South, okay. um, which is relatively new. And that's uh, Chris Hanna's new bar. He's a famous bartender, um, a really well-known bartender in New Orleans. And he um, did an amazing job with this place. I think it was him and another partner. But uh, we had this uh, Wagyu beef tongue that was, like, melted in your mouth. Oh, my goodness. And the cocktail menu was really fun. We sat outside and we had caviar and champagne, and it was pretty ritzy. Yeah, but it was uh, one of like my probably the best dining experience I've had in the last five or six years, probably. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Wow. New Orleans is doing it. So up if you go to New Orleans, definitely mm-hmm. go there. And then also, if you go to New Orleans, you have to go to Aaron Rose and get um, a slushy, an Irish coffee slushy. Uh, and, a what? And I, it, so we served, <laughs> we served those at Night Owl, but I mean, this place is kind of the original foundation of the Irish, Irish coffee slushy. 
and it's like a milkshake. It's like a coffee, a whiskey milkshake, basically. Like it's a really, really rich texture. Yeah. And then you can be you can be bad and add an extra shot of Jameson on top. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> nice. But then they have this little place in the back called Killer Poor Boys. And it's just attached. It's behind the bar. It's like I don't know, maybe 50, 60 square feet. Yeah. And uh, it's the best po' boy in New Orleans. In New Orleans, I think. So that's like a really wow. fun place to go get a slushy. And it's right down. You know, I'm not a huge French Quarter guy, but you, there's like so many places down there that like, you know, you know, bourbon is crazy. Sure. But it's just right off bourbon. Yeah. And so it's really easy to find, and uh, that's like a kind of a, a ritual for service industry workers, especially bartenders. Like, get off the plane and they go right to Aaron Rose and get. This you know this Irish coffee slushy and a po' boy. So that's awesome. Now I'm gonna have to drop my night owl and and try that then because that that sounds kind of tasty. Yeah, so. we always run that in fall and okay. in fall and winter because it's kind of you know it's it's creamy. It's yeah. Creamy. And so it has, but vegans can have it because it has um, it has coconut milk in it. Oh, cool. Okay. So it's not you know it's not it's not dairy, which is nice. So everybody yeah. can enjoy it. Um, and it's one of it's probably our highest selling cocktail during that, those times. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. cool. Well, you guys eat at a lot of fun places. So is that is that where do you draw in, uh, inspiration for for your menus from? Because you know sure. the, your your cocktails, your dishes are 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 fun. So like how does how does that? And happen? that's exactly what it is. It's just trying to implement fun into you know an experience into everything we do. Yeah. Um, so you know, I guess <laughs> our food is really decadent and. You know, fatty. It is. It's you know, it's bar food. Yeah, it should be. Um, and we try to mix it up, and like we do a lot of vegan stuff at Night Owl, but that's still unhealthy vegan food. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna. You know, it's where vegans go to treat themselves. Sure. Yeah, you know, which sure. is, you know, like the fried cauliflower wings and um, stuff like that. I think the only thing, you know, we have hummus, I guess. <laughs> but uh, the only. Um, Going traveling and just kind of seeing what other people are doing, and then trying to invent every you know invent your own stuff, and kind of seeing, you know, basically like what does Omaha need? You know, what would people here like? Oh, that's a cool approach. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and you know, we invented tachos by just I was drunk and <laughs> in when Austin. We were living in Austin. No, you know, I was bartending, and we had a bunch of leftovers in the fridge, and we had you know I, I, we talked about this on the Dan Hoppin podcast, but. Um, you know, stuff like that just happens. Sure. It's just kind of if you're if you love food and you're kind of just messing around with stuff, and it's always the last stuff you think is going to work. It's what always works. So yeah. We've refined Night Owl's menu a lot over the years, and we're really happy place with it. But um, you know, big bold flavors. You know, salt. You know, salty, sweet. Uh, you know. Yeah, just that balance um, in your in a your lot dish. Of, you know, and... acid. Just kind of big bold flavors are going to cut through all that booze you're drinking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, burgers are burgers. You can't. <laughs> well, we're really driven by nostalgia. Yes, that's it. For both bars. Yeah. We Like at Night Owl with the tater tots, like that's a huge part of my memory of grade school. Yeah. Junior high, high school. That's one of the things we talked about. I was like, let's have tater tots. No one has tater tots, you know. And I always loved when at school lunch there were tater tots. Right. And, um, you know, the same for fizzies, like. Not even just with menu stuff, but the ambiance and the decor. Sure. Um, I have really strong memories of my grandma's house. Yeah. And the stuff that she made me and, like, what her house looked like. and Yeah. Um, you know, just kind of within the last year, we've kind of realized, like, how much of a part nostalgia plays in our um, inspiration, like, drives our concepts. And, sure. Like, in cocktails, food, decor, like, we... 
is just kind of spilling out all over the place. Well, like, like we just have such you know. strong memories, yeah. whether it's food or music or a movie. Yeah. Another reason why we play movies at night owls, like they mean something to us. Sure. That they were in a, you know, a big deal at some point in our life. Well, I, I, Katie, I don't know how you did this, but but you you did the perfect segue uh, for me. I didn't even have to say anything. Which is, <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about food memories and and things like that from your past. So whether it's grandma's house or uh, when I was when I was a kid, uh, we would do uh, a yearly track meet thing, and uh, all the the moms because moms are awesome would get together and they'd cook like chili and hot dogs and sure. you know you'd go get candy and things like that. That was always sure. a really good food memory for me and you know definitely grandma's cooking and things so how about how about for you guys what are some significant food events or dishes or things in your life that uh, that you've brought with you to this day that that means something to you sure um my mom used to cook a lot so i was pretty fortunate in that um i mean she was busy at the restaurant sure. when i was a kid but you know she they my parents were always i give them a lot of credit for this for like getting me out and having me taste all different kinds of food oh cool and so that was, you know, for a kid that grew up in a town of literally 1,500 people. Yeah. You know, like they would drive me into Omaha and then we'd have Indian and Thai and, you know, they would kind of, you know, like here, try that. like my dad was, is basically a vegetarian. So yeah, he introduced me to a lot of that different kind of stuff. So that really was a base for me and like, okay, you know, then I, as I got older and I was, you know, got into like wanting to cook that really was a good foundation for me on wanting to like play with other regions flavors and stuff yeah you know we're bar people we're not restaurant people sure worked a lot of restaurants but like we just we're bar people i would you would say that wouldn't you yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) but you know like we want to we we want to you know we want to sell liquor and like make drinks yeah and like in more of that setting than just a sit-down restaurant we want it to be loud and fun and you know adventurous and atmosphere and that really parlayed into me, like, really wanting to cook bar food. Yeah. And then kind of make, you know, a twist on it any way I could. I mean, eating burgers off the grill at my grandma's house, that's always, like, number one, too. Yeah. You know. Well, uh, how, how cool is it that, that your folks were driving you a, a pretty decent distance? I mean, oh, you know, right, Tecame yeah. is not exactly really right, close right, to, right. to go, you know, hey, we don't have this here, but we're, we're going to go get Thai. Like, it, yeah, you know, right. that's really cool <laughs> no it is no i was Super very cool. lucky i know and uh <laughs> yeah I'm, you're right i was i was introduced to a lot of you know food at a very early age which was great yeah and i got a chance to travel a little bit um not much but you know like going to california and being able to try different stuff and when i was a kid we'd take a vacation but yeah um yeah i mean how about you well, with fizzies, like, you know, we have the coneflower ice cream. Oh, yes. For our ice cream cocktails. Um, and coneflower makes such wonderful ice cream, the custard base. And that reminds me of what my grandma used to make. She used to churn it herself. Nice. Like, she did the whole thing, made the custard. And um, she had that old school ice cream maker with, like, the wooden side. Big wood side, yep. all the slats yep. and just... Ice oh, yeah. and the rock salt. And yep, she'd get the ice and the rock salt, and she would churn it, and we just couldn't wait, and it tasted so wonderful. Such a strong memory. Oh, yeah. And it ruined me forever. I I grew up, like, pr- I pretty much hate ice cream now <laughs> because I, I grew up eating that, and everything else just kind of tasted really boring to me after having that homemade ice cream my entire childhood. Sure. 
And so when Coneflower came into Blackstone, I was really excited because I was like, oh, custard base, that's like my grandma's. And then when we were working on Fizzy's concept, um, yeah. we I was we both knew that we did not want to do it with anybody else but Coneflower. That like, was your if ice it, cream. If that can't be the ice cream. Um, yeah, we talked him into <laughs> being our purveyor. <laughs> Thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah, awesome. But what, it's such a strong memory that I have of my grandma's ice cream. That's cool. Well, yeah. Do it. and yeah, so so you know, cold right out of the churn, and then you know, you get that that uh, we'll say nostalgia sauce of, of having that over the years, and, and oh yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, that's super cool. Yeah, well, that, yeah, and that was I think a big thing for Fizzy's was doing you know some of Omaha's first ice cream cocktails. Yeah, and yeah. so that was uh, you know that was that's been a lot of fun experimenting with that and. For sure, just kind of bringing it on, bringing something new to light. You know, hopefully. Yeah, well, that's that's what's kind of fun about fizzies too. I mean, like you know, you're saying, Katie, the, the environment there that is awesome, and you know, everything's kind of fun, a little bit quirky with the phones or the whatever, and then it's like, oh yeah, and we've got ice cream cocktails here, so you you maintain that you know that fun, you know, combination bar feel and everything there. That's just that's just super cool. That's a lot of fun. Cool. Well, awesome. Awesome. Well, before we kind of wrap it up here, because I do want to be respectful of your time, because I'm sure you have a billion other things to do, um, whether that be at the restaurant or actually, you know, hanging out with the family or that kind of thing. And we're recording this right after a holiday. So there's that, too. Um, but, yeah, is, is there anything else happening at uh, at Fizzy's or Night Owl or anything coming up that's, you know, super exciting or, uh, you know, just any anything at all? Go ahead. You're the... Well, Night Owl has a new menu. Oh, cool. Okay. What are some of the things? Do you want to tease anybody? or do um, well, we're, A yeah, lot more vegan items. Oh, cool. A lot more vegan That are stuff. really, really delicious. Um, I don't, um, we have bao buns now. Oh. Um, so we're, um, we kind of switched over our sliders to bao. And yeah. you can still get our birdhouse on a slider bun. But we kind of want everybody to try it on a bao because that's why we built it that way in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's really tasty. And then we have uh, we have some more kind of like fresh summer salads. We have a watermelon salad and a cucumber salad. We're kind of switching it up a little bit. Cool. And then uh, we have a thing called Thai sticks, which is oh. uh, <laughs> gotta try to taste yeah, which okay. is like grilled, marinated in coconut milk. These chicken thighs, and then we put them on skewers and grill them. Nice. They taste and amazing. They are really good. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we're trying to figure out how to keep them like not from selling out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right it's a which good is problem. great. Which is a good problem. Good now. problem. Yeah. Um, and then also, you know, we're doing a lot of events coming up um, with Farnham Fest is going to be really big this year. Mm-hmm. And we're going to be selling ta- different kinds of tachos on the street. Oh, cool. So we'll have uh, probably a mix of three or four different tachos that we're going to be selling during these big events. We're actually shutting down Farnham Street this year. Whoa. This is all because of this one. but uh-huh. Uh, Not really. Katie, yeah, <laughs> it's a group, well, shutting down Farnham. Well, she's yes. the, it's on, the, on the BBA, the Business Association, and and they've worked out a yeah. way to it's get it's a big group puts it together. Where you can kind of interact and go between the bars and so everybody can you know, everybody will have food to eat during this event, which will be really fun. And that's on cool. that's coming up. Well there's in one in well there's one in August though. And fizzies, you'll see some maybe some special things around Halloween. Okay. Ooh, I like that. You that's gotta a stay good, tuned. That's a good teaser. I like I like that. Yeah, we have some pretty big crazy plans. Yeah. For- <laughs> we, we do. Yeah. And um, the, like Noah mentioned earlier, we're going to keep doing uh, cocktail pop-ups. Cool. Um, over yeah, we also I, I, we brought that up originally because I know this is obviously a food podcast, but we're going to we're going to um, utilize a lot of themed food with those. 
Cool. So like it'll be a different theme for every cocktail pop up, and then we'll have different like we'll have different food for whatever fits the cocktails. So you can pair food with cocktails, that kind of stuff. That's we just cool. did a SpongeBob. Nice. Yeah, <laughs> we did a SpongeBob. So we had a Krabby Patty and a and a and a Chum Bucket. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we had a bunch of just really kind of crazy cocktails, tiki cocktails. Nice. Because mm-hmm. it was you know they live under the sea. So. Yeah. Oh, indeed. Yeah. This is true. This yeah. is true. <laughs> I'm just waiting for Halloween here where the kids come and knock on Fizzy's door and then you put a fried egg and some gravy fries yeah, in, the, in their <laughs> bucket. And they're like, what is this? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, this will be definitely be an adult kind of Halloween. Yes, 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 yes. for sure. Yes, especially with those boozy cocktails yes, and, and right, whatnot. Right. So, well, that's cool. So some things coming up in August, some things coming up in October. So very, very cool. What is the best way for people to find out what cool things are happening? Where can they find you? Um, Instagram, um, we uh, Instagram's always probably the best for both bars. Cool, um, and it's at, at Fizzy's or Fizzy's Omaha, and then at Natal Omaha. Awesome, pretty easy. Awesome. Oh, so cool. So cool. Oh, very good. All right. Well, cool. Well, uh, definitely, again, want to be respectful of your time, so we'll shut it down here because I don't even know if you guys have had dinner yet, so um, I guess it's probably not. Uh, I, I don't know. But, uh, I know we... <laughs> We're hungry. <laughs> Sometimes we eat. <laughs> so, fair enough. Fair enough. Obviously, I do. I don't, not, a, not this one. But, uh. Well, no, and, and Katie Mock, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, out of your very busy day, running two restaurants, uh, you know, obviously, you know, running a family on all the, you know, on top of all those things. And I really appreciate your guys' time. I appreciate the, the, the smiles and the energy and the fun that you guys put into everything that you do, whether that be where we met at uh, Burger Battle or at the restaurants. And so, thank sure. you. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much, David. Thanks thank for having us. Thank you for supporting the Omaha yes. food community, too. Absolutely. It means a lot to yeah. us and everybody else. You make it, such yeah. a huge impact, and the fact that you're interested in what we're doing is <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it, 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 it really it, it warms my heart for you from you saying that. Thank you yes. so very much. And it's it's one of those things. We have such wonderful food around here. Yeah. And right. everyone in the, the restaurant, hospitality, service industry, from from dishwasher to owner to everyone works so hard and just to put that smile on a plate and on somebody's face and it takes a lot of work and a lot of people to do that so and uh, you guys have weathered some very challenging times in addition to that and we're still in challenging times with uh, you know supply chains and all those things Mm -hmm. and staffing and and whatnot so uh, thank you very much thank you super cool all right well we'll sign it off this is Dave Zorko with uh, Fatterday Omaha and as uh, I am off want to say until we eat again stay hungry bye Our show is recorded and produced by Fatterday Omaha and KIOS 91.5 FM. You can find more content on FatterdayOmaha.com.